0: Guys, welcome back to another ESL podcast, man. I am your host, Arsenio, as usual. And today, I'm gonna be doing a reading. This is going to be a very long text with a lot of difficult language, okay? Now, listen closely. Again, I'm thinking about uh, making this as show notes, not exactly sure, but I'll wait for you guys to say, hey, I would love to see the, the, the writing of this because this is probably going to be a little bit difficult for a lot of you out there, okay? And, of course, the pronunciation is going to be a bit wild. All right? So, with that being said, guys, man, let's get into this reading. We got a true, false, and not given. It is available, okay? Of course, on the arseniobuckshow.com. And as a matter of fact, if that's available with the questions, questions one through eight, You have to circle which ones are true, false, and not given. Obviously, I'm going to have to do the reading too. So this is going to be an IELTS-type style of reading, all right? So, and again, this is in all preparation for those of you out there who are going to take IELTS. So with that, without further ado, let's get into this. This text is called Digging Up the Dirt on History. Of course, Gateway C1. If you had to imagine a Viking... Most likely, you'd see a wild and filthy man, basic but deadly axe in hand, racing up a beach, intent on destruction and making off with stolen treasure. It's a pervasive image that has been popularized throughout modern culture, reinforced by all kinds of media, from comics to advertising campaigns. The reality is decidedly different. The Danes who set out for other countries during those dark ages were traders and craftsmen whose first interest was in engaging in commerce with the locals and seeking new agricultural opportunities. Viking men also took great pride in their appearance. Excavated artifacts from old Viking villages suggest that while some men were sharpening their knives for combat, Others were using ornamental combos and razors to maintain complex hair and beard styles. Certainly, the dramatic version is more exciting, but the truth is that Vikings spread knowledge and passed on skills which greatly enriched the cultures of the places they reached. Vikings are not only ones whose history has been functionalized or, at the very least, embellished Despite the vast archeological evidence revealing the story of ancient Egypt, countless myths about this period still remain. A common invention is that the servants who had been attending the Pharaoh during his reign found themselves shut inside the tomb upon his death. Yet of the more 300 Pharaohs who ruled Egypt, only two followed this practice. The rest had themselves buried with shaptis, which is clay or wooden figurines that could assist the pharaohs in their afterlife. And whereas the burial rituals accompanying, accompanying I hate that, freaking hate that word, accompanying mummification in popular horror movies such as The Mummy suggest that the deceased hoped to be reanimated in this world, their purpose was only ever to prepare the dead for their journey to the next one. Rome is another civilization whose rewritten history is a distortion of reality. So gladiators, contrary to popular belief, never looked out for a thumbs up or down signal to kill an opponent while he was lying at their feet. Instead, the emperor used a closed fist with the thumb hidden to show mercy or an exposed thumb to indicate death. Furthermore, archeological Evidence indicates that many gladiators received treatment for the wounds they had sustained during combat and were not just left to be eaten by lions or hyenas in the arena. Stop. Now, that is very interesting, just to let you guys know. I mean, everything we were taught is a bunch of bullshit. We thought that these gladiators of Spartacus were the most vicious monsters ever. But if you just hear that, contrary to popular belief, we've been taught. Wrong, now we are relearning. Let's get back into it. So how do these misconceptions come about? It's true that history can also be distorted unintentionally. The Vikings with horns. Image took shape in the 19th century when designer Carl Emil Doppler was working on the costumes for composer Richard Wagner's epic Norse-inspired operas. When Doppler came up with the dramatic look for the characters on stage, the authenticity of winged helmets and shiny breastplates went unchallenged by admiring audiences. Viking gods and goddesses and heroes wore similar garments for years after. Things were getting better when the historical drama television series Vikings first hit our screens a few years ago. At least the characters' outfits bore some resemblance to reality but we'll see how long it takes before the horns and wings make a return. Deliberate distortion of the facts has played a role too. The French general Napoleon Bonaparte was often portrayed as a short plump man in early 19th century British illustrations, but there is no evidence to suggest that he was anything but average height. Cynical as this may seem, We can assume that long-standing rivalry between France and Britain was behind such propaganda. The same animosity was shown to Anne Ballin, the French school's second wife of Henry VIII. Once she had been beheaded, her critics could say whatever they liked about her. Today, gullible readers readily digest sensationalist stories put out by the media. How much more difficult would it have been in the past for illiterate populations to know which tales to discard and which to take at face value. Individual modern historians can also be held accountable for misinformation. The ancient Greeks had worked out that the world was round and while the accuracy of navigational maps over the subsequent centuries was poor, the notion of a flat earth had no currency in the 15th century. Yet the idea that Christopher Columbus set off on his exploratory voyage with his sailors, those monsters, I'm kidding, I'm actually just putting that in there, fearing, no, but they they are monsters, fearing the genocidal leaders, fearing that they might fall off the edge persists. The error was first propagated in the 1820s by writer Washington Irvin and his biography of Columbus. And this fallacy, has continued to be reproduced in numerous textbooks. The movie and television industries are also unreliable when it comes to historical education, but lavish recreations of bygone eras are capturing audiences as never before. But irrespective of whether we are viewing a Scottish uprising taking place way back in the 13th century, the remarkable life of Pocahontas in the 16th century North America, Or the efforts of British suffragettes fighting for women's rights just over 100 years ago. It doesn't seem to make a difference film. What? It doesn't seem to make a difference to film producers. There we go. Okay. Artistic license for them to appear to take precedence over the established facts. No matter whether the true story the film is based on took place in prehistory or just the other day. This may seem harmless to some, but a generation of naive children has grown up believing these distorted versions of the truth. But here's the good news. If you don't have the inclination to discover historical anomalies for yourself, there are plenty of people online to do it for you. Go to any review and the comment section will let you know how the cut of a medieval peasant's jacket was 100 years too early and appalling oversight or how the wrong buckle of a conquistador's shoe undermines the viewing experience. Of course, most of us are unlikely to be quite that pedantic, but it doesn't hurt to occasionally check the facts. And that is the end, guys. We could go through all history. Example, if we look at war history, we have to look at war history from two perspectives. So, I remember when I watched Full Metal Jacket, which was a movie based on the Vietnam War, America, we had the tendency of, you know, painting ourselves as the good guys. So, I really thought, you know, as a child growing up, oh, yeah, we killed, you know, we, we, apparently we lost the war in Vietnam, although America hates to admit that. Um, but, you know, our soldiers, we did as good as, as well as we could. But yeah, that was the, just the naive, stupid child of me. Then, when I got older, And I went to the Remnants War Museum, I saw a genocide, I saw 1.5 million civilians slaughtered, I saw ugly, I saw the truth. And so when you're naive and when you're young, or you could be naive and old too, but that's more just gullible. When you're naive, you believe what people tell you face value rather than doing your research. See, I knew all these damn Spartacus and all these ridiculous-ass movies were way over the top. When we actually dig deep and look at all of the things that actually had taken place, guys, we weren't as vicious as these ridiculous-ass movies say we were. I think there is a lot of amazing knowledge in this text. This is why I love doing these readings, because it makes me open my eyes and realize a lot of things. So guys, with that being said, the true, false, and not given is on my website, and if you guys are interested, you have the opportunity to go over there and check it out. So, stay tuned for more, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to another wildly wild ESL podcast. I've got more coming as usual, over and out.